This is Rick Simpson, and you're listening to The Mike Wise Show. People have to come to realize that cannabis is not an enemy of mankind. It is actually man's best friend. And we can produce the greatest medicines on this planet from this wonderful plant. So please look into what I'm saying, and I think you will find the truth for yourself. I wouldn't have what I got. I wouldn't have got shot. I wouldn't know about the block. I ain't taking pictures, nigga. nigga real shit down here, nigga. Still flip 745, Two or three suburbs. Make mine, baby. on the block with it, nigga. Square business. Get near me, baby. What it do, colorful Colorado, you're back with your boy, Mike Wise. You're listening to the Mike Wise Show. Like to go with being your down south connect, representing from the 713 to the 719. So in studio today, got a special guest. If you guys are avid listeners of the station, then you know Alter State. Alter State Radio on TokeRadio.com. It is a pleasure being here with you, my brother. Mr. Rodney Dean. Hey, Mr. Mike Wise. I'm feeling like I'm in, you know, <laughs> hallowed air here, bro. I mean, I've oh, stepped man. up to the plate. It's funny. It's funny. Um, I I just like to bring an air of professionalism to everything I do, so... That's why we yeah. do dabs. Lead by example. To- which I haven't gotten on yet because it's been a hectic morning. I'm working on, still working on getting the show set up in the springs, which we will have a studio. I'm actually going to convert um, my grow room into like half studio, half grow. Oh man, that's <laughs> going to be a beautiful smelling studio. Yes, it's it's, <laughs> it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. I mean, I am I'm I'm doing it also to go along with the law. We we're talking about the differences between the springs in Denver, and uh, now in the springs, you can only legally grow twelve plants per house. Okay. So, so I have to cut down. You have to pare down a little bit. <laughs> and also, uh, being the avid marijuana uh, supporters that we are here at TokeRadio.com, and I just posed it to you, what's hopping in the springs? And Because I have uh, friends that are in the event planning business down oh, there yeah. in the springs, and everybody seems to be trying to focus on helping the hungry like uh, Don Shermeyer does. That's true. That's true. So there is a lot going on. In the springs, and why I'm proud to be a resident of the springs, and I nice. I'm proud to do everything I can to help benefit the community down there in the springs and the scene, and and what you're talking about, yes, is uh, pay it forward. I believe is Don's Colorado organization. Project Pay It Forward, man, they kick ass. Yeah, and uh, and in the spring, and so they're in Denver. They do team up with a lot of organizations there in the springs, um, so that's pretty cool. And then down there, we also have Miss um, Kayla Ferris with um, Because We Choose To. Nice. Yeah, and uh, they're doing an event today, actually, at um, not Acacia Park, but they're mixing it up the, at the park they're at right now. I'm sorry for not knowing it. But, but yeah, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of good going on. We're fighting a lot of bad, and a lot of good souls are coming together in a very beautiful way. You know, I just got finished posting an article a couple of days ago down on my Medium account talking about that uh, that ballot initiative 139 that is supposed to regulate the potency of weed. Now, you're a grower, yeah. and a lot of the first things that the growers say is, WTF, man. Well, I didn't even know we were going to get into to this, but now that you brought it up, there's a lot I can talk about on this. Being an activist, and we were talking yesterday, and and what I was getting into is that I feel a lot of people here in the Denver area are more advocates as opposed to activists, and right. and um, they they you know, so we had a long conversation about that yesterday. But what was I'm I'm pretty much known for telling it like it is. You know, I'm 
I haven't been swayed by anyone. So when it comes to this kind of thing, I was in committee and testified against this 139 before it was an initiative. It uh-huh. was a it was a potency cap on recreational marijuana. It almost passed. We killed it. We killed it. And and so this is why they're going with the initiative, but so many people thought that this applied to medical as well. Right. And through my research, I could not find anything stating that it was directly impacting medicals. Uh, from what I believe, I, I think it was an amendment to uh, Article 16, Section 18. Right. Now, and that's I did, only dealing with rec. I did read the bill, and it does slow, uh, solely deal with re- recreational marijuana. However, there are caveats in the bill that talk about sales and the is retail. They right, said a lot about retail, right? And there are the holes that allow for interpretations to be made that eventually go to your slippery slope argument. Yep. And on the Alter State Show just last Thursday, we talked about that. The reason why that that is an important problem is because if you're trying to satisfy your medical patients and they start buying their medicine from you, then you might incur some of the problems. I talked to Greg Duran about the same thing from Good Labs. Yeah, I'm it, sure he had a mouthful. Oh, no. He's, I, I love him. Oh, man, what a great guy, him and Terry. Terry they yeah. do such great work and all. But the problem that, that he sees is that, you know, or what he sees is that it might restrain large companies from getting into the marijuana industry, but it might enable smaller ma and pa shops to continue to grow the marijuana product that you and i enjoy yeah right well it's tough for me because recreational kind of blows my mind i'm just i moved here for medical reasons you know going and i'm also one of those people who says i don't believe it's hard to get a card i don't know many people with medical issues that don't have cards that legitimately need them and people who don't legitimately need them can get a card pretty easily i'm sure. s- i'm sorry but that's the truth and so i don't do very much advocacy at all well it's uh, activism i guess well see i for, sta- for rec i for started the marijuana impairment advocacy against drunk dr- driving drunk because i believe that marijuana impairment helps people like stacy lynn's daughter oh, yeah. and it helps people like it helps me it, it helps everyone exactly and, and so i advocate for marijuana impairment and I even, I mean, even going along those same lines to take it a bit further, I don't believe there is recreational. I believe it's all medical. I just believe that the consumers don't realize that they're using it for medical reasons. Even if you have a long day and you're coming home from work and you want to relieve some stress, that's a medical reason. So, well, I mean, in that case, we, you know, a lot of the people talk about regulating marijuana like alcohol. Well, and and so that's that's what I was getting into is it's not regulated like alcohol, but. The slippery slope we're talking about is that this unnecessary regulation. Okay. That's how I was kind of looking at this bill. And you are absolutely right. Because when I first thought of it, I'm like, okay, they're trying to make like near beer or whatever, 3.5% alcohol. Okay, well, you know, but when it comes down to it, nothing regarding this marijuana industry is regulated like alcohol. It's just a a joke. You know, and I think that you probably are hitting on a point that maybe we're sliding right by each other on. 
but I am of the firm opinion, and I know that many of your listeners, and you have a great following, my brother. Thank you very much for being here on TokeRadio.com. Uh, and thank you for letting me sit up here and rob some of your airwaves, you know. Uh, and I don't want anybody to think that I'm arguing with the great Mike Wise no, here at no. TokeRadio.com. I, I, I encourage argument. So, But what I am saying is that with the, the 16% regulation, the problem becomes the followers of the leaders. So Colorado is a leader in the legalization efforts, and I put out a post in, Ar- in uh, Arkansas Truegrass that told them congratulations for getting cannabis on the ballot, and now we have to go ahead and scrap for every freedom. We have to scrap yep. for every right. If we choose to regulate uh, you know who has a great who has a great post out is the pot scientist who um, Carter Baird was on my show a couple of weeks ago, and he said that we should start making them regulate alcohol like marijuana because he's a scientist. He thinks all this stuff backwards. Yeah. And well, it's funny. I mean, we were we were talking about that. Me and Jamin Johnson. Um, oh, okay. At uh, the last protest we were at for the mayor John Southers. We were protesting him downtown, and that's what one of the issues we were talking about was how we can only have 12 plants. And we're like, well, you know, if you're going to only let 12 plants per household, why don't you do one 12-pack per household? Exactly. You know, six with caps on, six without. And, you know? and so, half of that has know, to be 3.2 until it matures. Well, that's what I'm saying, you know. <laughs> so, so when it comes to that kind of thing, it's just, I mean, there's no exit bags for alcohol. You know what I mean. Um, right. It, it, they can advertise openly. Um, children can see advertisements on my block sure you know for alcohol so it's not that's my issues what i have with with that but it, it is and, and here's here's another thing here I'll, I'll i'll play devil's advocate for you because, okay you uh, advocate and i'll and i'll and i'll bat them back at you <laughs> because you know we're both marijuana fran- yeah. fans and we're both playing for the for the ubiquitous use of marijuana oh yes well i know the end goal legally I'm, I'm pretty sure the end goal is for them to get rid of medical and for them to get rid of home grows. Yes. But being the devil's advocate, say this whole 16% thing. Well, first of all, as soon as I heard of it, I immediately was like, it discredited myself being like, there's no foundation. That's there's what never I was been, There's never been a case <laughs> where someone had a 17% marijuana potency instead of a 16% THC and because of that did a crime or something along those lines. So that immediately was my first thought. Like, this is You are right in my wheelhouse. Yes, know? sir. So... But, I mean, let's let's play along, you know, black market. That's kind of what rec is to me. Okay. You know, I, I look at it more that way. All right. And so you have a 16% cap. You're buying it recreationally anyways. I feel that that would push more people to go buy higher quality, um, homegrown marijuana without these nasty pesticides being sprayed on them. So, I mean, I feel that that would kind of revolutionize, revolutionize <laughs> right. the uh, kind of the whole little, you know, maybe give a little legitimacy to the black market. You know, here's uh, anybody that listens to Alter State every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock here on Toke Radio in the Toke Treehouse. com <laughs> in the Treehouse here at 710 Pipe Shops, 907 East Colfax Avenue. If you guys listen to that Alter State Radio, you know that I am 
very partial to the ubiquitous use of marijuana and hemp in its many forms for the betterment of environment, community, and liberty. I am also very partial to uh, Bitcoin, which I consider all cryptocurrencies. Yes, I've heard. That. I've heard about this. Yes, man. And so on your show, <laughs> right on. <laughs> and uh, so you know, when I when we're talking about decentralization and things along those lines, I have to defer to the people that I'm learning from. And some of the people that I'm learning from are groups like Liberty on the Rocks, Justin Longo, who has in, uh, made an international international group from a drinking group that started here in Denver over there at Choppers. Justin has a idea about when you limit access, how you increase and see. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, not only that, I mean, the whole access, limiting access kind of gives that not desire but kind of that uh, allure to to then wanting that product absolutely you know? so well i mean uh, when you were 12 years old and they said don't smoke don't smoke weed yeah or oh, don't smoke cigarettes don't smoke advertised cigarettes. to you in every don't goddamn drink beer, magazine right you know but god forbid you have the devil's lettuce <laughs> anyway do we but, have any devil's lettuce <laughs> we, we well i'm needing that i'm needing that right now anyway so you going to go play some music yeah we are going to hop back into it Coming up next is my boy Question. I'll give you his story as soon as the, we come back from this break. Thank you, Mike. Talk Radio. Bass 
so haters, I keep a mad whole ass look like two midgets that stuffed in a sleeping bag. Don't mean to brag about my honeycomb grill, but I pull tip drills cause my oversized wheels be poking out, baby, we smoking out. My stack's off limit, your hand don't hold it out. I mac bras like Tall Shaw from Oakland. My paint job look like my whole lack was soaking. Glittering rose gold as I roll slow. My stereo stay in slow mo mo. Screwed and chopped as I move up the block. I'm a Cadillac enthusiast that loves hip hop. Pipe seals get popped like my trunk does. Car shaking like the dance Humpty Hump does. So you punk dogs hating on my whip, bitch. Y'all only mad cause my lack pressure and slip rate. For my players sitting low and they purple drove got me blowed in my candy paint dripping slow off my blaze chopping like if you can't This shit is over, nigga. I'm the new nigga in charge around this motherfucker. We have rules to this, man. Fuck the rules, nigga. I'm gonna fucking make the rules. I'm gonna break the rules. And I'm about to break your motherfucking... Get scared, motherfucker. Get scared. Get scared, motherfucker. Get scared. You steady bumping the door, so get scared. Playing, speakers banging, people singing. Man, he ain't playing. Yeah, yeah, 
like getting shown up when my clip roll up. Hold up or get blown up. Don't speak like you so tough. You can get your face rolled up, sold up. Real quick, that's real shit. Talking like you real slick. Real talk, real spit. Time to get scared, bitch.
hoes, hoes trip. See me coming down, then yo ho wanna strip. They all show me love like Tila, cause they never ever seen a baller who's sick, cleaner. Treat the dough like Ebenezer. When it comes to flipping skeezers, I'm full of that expertise. Diamonds in my piece and chain look like antifreeze. Heavy Chevy's, caddies, Buick's colors changing, look confusing. But pimpin' ain't no illusion when the coldies start to soothing. Call tipping, don't pay attention like this. Damn, that boy throw the way he make them caddy dough stand, stand up like Chris Bridges, silver midget hanging on his necklace, throwing up that Texas. So hey, to skip your flexing. Alrighty, guys, we are coming back into it. Here on Toke Radio, what's up? What it do? You're listening to the Mike Wise Show, brought to you by Pipes Peak, keeping Colorado sky high since 2009. Make sure you check them out. Tell them you heard about them on the radio, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. So, right now, I'll tell you questions, little story. The the rapper you just heard, and I played him pretty much all show last show. Um, his name is Question. He's an underground artist from San Antonio. Well, I like this guy. Not only is he a good friend of mine, but uh, he originally taught me about the distinction between an entertainer and a rapper, that there is a difference. And, um, you know, I found to believe that I do not like entertainers. And you like rappers. <laughs> yes. Um, so um, not only is he a very good lyricist, but his story is that he got signed. He was big on Universal, I believe. He got signed. And... Um, they wanted him to kind of change his content and uh, made him do a song about a dance, actually. And he and he's not proud of it. It's called Dance Like a White Boy. No. But it's one of those, like, you know, do the day-day or whatever, do those dances, you know. And the, the, the record label was forcing him to do this kind of stuff. So he left, you know. So I like that. I respect that. So he's back in the underground. Um Trying to get him to come up here. It's going to be pretty cool. So speaking of coming up here, this is what I'm most excited about. It is officially confirmed. I just do not have dates. But the one, the only, DJ Michael 5000 Watts, the founder of Swisha House, will be coming up here to Denver exclusively to come on the show all the way from beautiful Houston, Texas. Oh, yeah. From the 713 to the 719, one of my favorite sayings. And uh, and they're going to come on the show, and we're going to do a meet and greet. So this I'm very excited about. We're going to have a – thanks for the effects. I like that smoke right there. <laughs> we're, we're, if you're watching on our live stream, you can check it out on tokeradio.com on Facebook, the Toke Online, facebook.com backslash Toke Online. Jay just did a fat dab and gave us some nice little fog effects, you know, some uh, volumetric light, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing up here. Very, very beautiful. Adds depth to the room. But, uh, but yes – uh, we're going to do a meet and greet and a show as well. So he's going to do a show here in Colorado Springs and in Denver. So if you guys are Chop and Screwed fans at all, this is the dude, you know. This is the guy. He took over DJ Screw uh, spot when he died. So this is like the guy to hear. I know we got a lot of Texas migrants, a lot of Texas refugees. So this will be a show for you guys. I am very excited about it. And, and uh, what we were talking about earlier... <clears throat> With Mr. Dane. Hey! Was 139. And what they ended up having to do was make an initiative. If you don't know what an initiative is, 
what's up, Jeffrey? Is that an initiative is basically they kind of have to get signatures collected in order to get something on the ballot to get voted on. Right. Well, they had to do this because we squashed this bill in committee, so they weren't able to do it through using the senators and representatives. You made them have to give it to the public. You made them have to give it to the people. Oh, yeah, made them, forced them. Yeah, because they would have done this in the back alleys. They would have done this in the hallways of of uh, the, the the state capitol, and they would have added all the lobbyists. But if it wasn't for you people like you that really went ahead and you know made them have to say what they wanted to get done, it would all of a sudden one day we wake up and we'd be smoking Rudy Alice. Oh, yeah, and speaking of that, people like me are not special. We just go, these representatives and senators are just people like you and me, and a lot of the times are misinformed or uninformed and do not know what you're going through on a daily basis, what I'm going through on a daily basis. They don't understand the trials and tribulations that medical marijuana helps. So anytime, anytime you want to get involved, send me a message, and I will give you any details on what's going on. There's not much going on now other than this Colorado Springs stuff. But come on, we don't normally have five people show up. You know, I think the biggest time we had people show up was on this 16% bill, and it was about 10 people. So... But the good news is what, what the whole the whole reason I rebrought this up is that the initiative squashed. So the backers, the financial backers who were behind this have decided to give up this campaign, I'm guessing because they couldn't get enough signatures. Well, you know, when people like you take action, what happens is that you're shining the light of day on the utter nonsense that they're carrying on with, right? And so then they have to go back and regroup. But what you're saying is absolutely right. You know, they're not giving up. They're just regrouping. They're going back. And if we're going to be the place that we want to be, it is going to have to be a step-by-step progression of a worthwhile goal or dream. People are going to have to get involved. No, this is true. And so um, let's get Citizen Jay in on this Citizen discussion. Citizen Jay. What you got hey, for everybody. us? everybody. Good morning. So uh, it wasn't just that the financial backers, you know, backed away. It's that the people spoke. Um, the people who backed this legislation, the people who wrote it, first of all, didn't write it well enough. Like, it didn't pass through our legislation because it was poorly written, and our legislators recognized that, right? And they're like, uh, no, this is not, we're not going to do this. This is stupid. We're <laughs> going home. No, right? Um, so they... Well, they had no other alternative at that point but to try to take it to the people. So they took their same really poorly worded. It was really bad. You know, oh, it is no, no research behind it. You know, knee jerk scare tactic. You know, amendment to our constitution. Amendment to our amendment and, to the constitution. And they they wanted to take that to the people. But here's the thing: in order to get all those signatures, they wanted to hire some PR firms whose jobs it is to go out and, and get those signatures. So there are certain lobby f- or PR firms in, in Denver, in the in Colorado, and they're the big ones, and they, you know, pretty much command the market in this uh, instance. They said, we're not going to work with you, right? So all of the companies... I didn't know that. <clears throat> all of the companies that, uh, that go out and, and collect signatures... They all turned their backs and said, "No, we're, we don't. We don't want. We don't want to work for you. We don't care that you want to pay us. We don't want to work on this initiative, right?" So, um, 
You know, we have this problem in Colorado. We can't find jurors to convict anyone of ca- cannabis crimes because they're not Jury crimes. notification, we had that. And we can't find PR firms to, like, go and gather signatures for people because it's stupid, right? <laughs> so now they have come back and said uh, in the public, they've come back, uh, the, the guys back in 139 have come back and said, that the only way this can happen is if the big moneyed interest in the cannabis industry must have bought off all of those PR firms, right? So that's what they're saying. They're saying, they said this publicly, they're saying that that um, big moneyed interest in the uh, cannabis industry bought off all of the PR firms so that they wouldn't work with the backers of 139. Now, I, I would think that would take an awful lot of money. And you know what? Uh, yes, yeah, there are some pretty big moguls in the cannabis industry for sure. But most of the people in the cannabis industry don't have that kind of money, right? There are only a few players, and they'd have to pool it Yeah, to but do this that. would be one of the ones that pull it on, though. I mean, the big players are and, the wreck. maybe they did, the but you'd, you'd think that, uh, that they'd come out and say it, eh? I don't know. I don't know because everything's been kind of behind the doors. There's so much. Well, I want to say that say I won't. If they did, and if there is some huge conspiracy <laughs> of big I mean, moneyed marijuana interests, I say more power to them because at least they came together and stopped the prohibitionists. Well, right? yeah, that sends a message. Yeah. I mean, them quitting sends a huge message to us. It says we can do something. We put it in our hands and we can do something. That's you right. Know? Activism does work, and, and the voice of the people does hold power, right? Um, despite the fact that you know our democratic process has literally been stolen from us, bought out from underneath of us, right? We, the people, still have the Wait till power you see my next film. in numbers, right? <laughs> So we, you know, like I want to be a movie star. We will uh, see what what happens come the the convention, right? Now, I've heard that Bernie Sanders is backing Hillary Clinton. I've heard that he's yeah. still not giving up. I heard that they're maybe still counting votes in certain states. Yep. I don't really know what's going on. I know that a lot of my friends who would have backed Bernie are refusing to back either Trump or Hillary. Oh yeah. Well. They will either abstain or they will vote for funny. Uh, Gary Johnson. Well, That's this, right. Either Gary Johnson or Jill Stein. This conversation we went into pretty hard last show, uh, last week with John Biggerstaff. You know, he oh, what a great oh, yeah. guest you had, man. That right. was fabulous. Call. Well, that's my boy. Right. I, I helped him out doing all his video photography stuff, and I uh, believed in him. He was gonna help me sponsor some bills um, if he got in. But um, was this this? You know, was that there is this excitement around Bernie? And I've I had this I had this a long time with Ralph Nader I guess you know Ugh, and Ralph Nader and it's it's one of those things those where do blow up people get real excited and then they find how it really works and then like never want to deal with the system again you know and you I'm know, a, Ralph Nader is not Bernie Sanders <laughs> and there's a big difference between the two and what they stand for stood for and how they campaigned how they comport themselves right. I'm sorry. I was I was never a backer of Ralph Nader, uh, Ralph Nader, politically. I just never was. Um, I th- I found him to be a little megalomaniacal. It's one of those. Well, it's one of those and, things. Um, and he he definitely hurt the progressive movement with what he did. Now Bernie Sanders, from the very get go of his campaign, promised that he wouldn't do that. Right? He said, when it comes down to it, if I don't win, then I'm not going to split the party. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna back. The party's candidate, 
And that's what he said at the I very know, but beginning. I don't like that. How do you, yeah, wait, you know, you need to stick to your guns. Can I just jump in for just for well, a second? Oh, yeah. Part of sticking to your guns is, is uh, you know, upholding your, in, in uh, your integrity. Right? I'm talking about personal integrity. Right? The man said at the very beginning of his campaign, I will not come between the people and the party. He said that. He said, I won't. I won't put myself in a position where I could rip this party apart. I mean, apart. I can see what you're saying, but his whole, to me, his whole, from an outsider perspective, his whole campaign was ripping the party apart. His whole campaign was saying how the no, whole no, party no. screwed That's, up. The whole that is how every um, election cycle goes, especially in the presidential races. When you have multiple candidates, they do. They rip into each other. Well, he was ripping Democrat. on the party. Yeah, well, you and for, for good reason. I mean, look well, what, what the I'm party saying, did. You know? But he he never uh, he never crossed any uh, uh, he never crossed that line. You understand? He always remained civil. Um, and you know, yeah. I think a lot of dirty poo was pulled on him. A lot of dirty shit was pulled oh, yeah. on him. That, but but you, you he didn't pull that. any back, right? So when when you know the one thing that we all have going for us is history does you know tend to judge. That doesn't really help anybody in the moment, especially those suffering, especially those suffering under persecution, right? But, you know, we do all benefit uh, purportedly from hindsight, right? So, yeah. anyway, we will see what, what will happen. I think regardless, this country, because they chose not to back Bernie Sanders... Which, in my opinion, was the last best well, hope we had for a reasonable future. Is because uh, a lot of this is that the people didn't, the people's voices weren't heard. The people's voices generally aren't heard. No, and they're and they're and manipulated by uh, moneyed interests who use scare tactics. Right. And a the, and and one, the new But you know, like the, the whole the whole idea that Bernie is a socialist mm-hmm. is just absurd. I mean, democratic well, I socialism is not. A socialist. What is a Green Party candidate considered a socialist as well? You know, I don't know. You know, I think that uh, one of the conversations that you're having that is really, really key is to understand that the extremes on the left and the right were ripping directly from the center, and they were they were so destructive to both parties. If you look at, you know, see, I disagree, Rob, uh, Rodney. Okay, the, the tell thing me is, how. Thing is. Uh, Trump is not an extremist Republican. No, he's an right? extremist ideology. No, this is it, crazy. It, it's not that the extremes <laughs> in the part the extremes in the party put their heads in the sand, right? The the mainstream in the party, right, in both parties tried to ramrod. And uh the people on both sides spoke really hard. Now on the Republican side, um their candidate was s- just so brash and showman like Barnum and Bailey type of guy, they had no defense against that, and they're, me, they're, the been. people in the party on the Republican side literally rebelled against their own party by choosing Trump. Yeah. Let me, Trump let me, is let not me, a Republican. Let me he has never been I mean a Republican. He's always been a progressive Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> always. I just can't let, wait till you me, guys see my film. Me, that's that's what I'm waiting I, for. Let me let me identify what I mean by extremes, and because I was looking at people 
that came from the Tea Party, and I'm looking at people that came from the socialist movement. Oh, and you looking, mean the stupid people? Well, I don't care what their IQ is. I know that they each have a vote, and each one of them, <laughs> I don't each care one of the, the IQ. no, really, because because their, their IQ doesn't cancel out other people's votes. It's their no, votes that cancel out other people's votes. And arguably, votes. any and any, I, uh, and any I, voter and of any think, party has a and this I'm country not, has and been I'm ruled not, by idiocy for a good long don't, time. I don't disagree a with you. Good a long bit. time. I think that but we've got we've got religious leaders on our science committee. Hold on. Let's yeah, let Ronnie finish money. his thought, though. But I, I, let's let Ronnie. No, I, 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 I don't disagree with you in regards to that. The whole political process has been corrupted by the uh, monetary influences of Goldman Sachs and all of those other things. I think that is absolutely right, and I think that we are getting back what the people have voted for in one sense they had voted for security we thought that we were going to get better money flow we realized that we're choking ourselves dry that's not happening so you know now you have the ability for presidencies to be bought by hillary clinton by donald trump you have the president you have the brexit which is showing that the people right now who are on the extremes the ones that the that voted vote leave have decided that they'd wanted to not participate in that in that european economy you're seeing people inside of the united states also not want to participate so the biggest vote is the no vote and he and and Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are getting well, more no votes than anyone else. And the no vote is what I was getting at earlier, talking about Nader and the Green Party and Jill Stein and whatnot. I do all her videos for okay. her campaign. Is this that? Is that this no vote concept is nothing new to me? You right. know, it's been, it's always been a choice between the lesser of two evils. I don't understand why we have to have a party system. I don't understand why we have to have an electorate college. But yes, what what you were getting at was that mon- I say they're, money they're has ruled habits. it. Why well, say money's ruled the to. government? Because we don't have to have these things. They're bad habits. We have these things. We don't have to have them. Well, we have. I agree, hundred percent. Right? We can change our political system. Well, let's do it. <laughs> I've been talking right? about this but, for years. Hey, me too. You know that's why that's why <laughs> Larissa and I call our show "Viva la Revolution." The revolution we call for. And Monday's been, eleven to one. I've been calling for this for years, Mike. Right. Um, and I've been saying this for a long time. The presidential election is mostly symbolic. He's just a figurehead. That's, That's right. what I don't understand. If Obama taught us nothing, he taught us that the president doesn't really matter. Because Ooh, we got the statement. same fucking policies under Obama, even worse than we did under Bush when it comes to the military-industrial complex and the, invi- and, the, and the information industrial complex. Obama took the same path Bush did. Now, when it comes to social issues, when it comes to social (laughs) issues, right, the Democrats do have a little bit of a difference. But the social issues will always take a back burner and never really get the attention or the money or the change or progress that they need as long as the moneyed interests control everything. The money and interests control they both control sides. Public opinion, they control so, the media. So the presidential the election you see is mostly symbolic, right? This coming November, we have the chance to completely clean fucking house in both houses of Congress, yeah. in in the House and the Senate. And you know what I say? I say vote them all the fuck out. Every single. I don't Couldn't care if you, you vote more. for Mickey fucking Mouse. Yep. You vote every, you know, like if everyone who is fed up actually showed up to vote, because I mean, that's the biggest problem we have in this country is we got the most pitiful voter turnout and everyone fucking bitches and moans. 
but they can't even bother to fill out a fucking ballot. That's the no vote, man, and it's the one that it's the one that really it's more than just a no. It like like that People is are a fed cop up. People out. are fed but up that's for a, a while. That, that is a cop that's out. If you really want to vote no, then you show up and you vote fucking no. This is people don't understand. Abstention is not a no vote. Yeah, that's a why no I don't do vote that. is a no vote. If you really want to change something, you got to show up to vote, even if your vote is no. Even if you show up and write in, you know, Green Party no fucking no Green is, Party is your candidate, right? Okay, so you say Green Party candidate. I say if you're fed up, you show up. You put in my name. Put in Citizen Fucking J. Put in Mickey Fucking Mouse. Put in my fucking name. It doesn't matter. Put in yeah, no. Did you see where F- uh, Michael no. Moore got a ficus elected? Th- that's right. <laughs> got a plant you elected. Send, you got a plant you, elected. You want to send a message to <laughs> our leaders? Then you show up to vote and yep. you tell them no. Well, Neil Pert said, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. And I think a lot of people are still going ahead. That's the thing. They don't understand. That that is such a false statement, okay? When you choose not to decide, sure, you're choosing not to decide. But you're you're actually handing the decision to other people in this case. When you're talking about our political system. that's how it works. When you're talking about our political system, if you decide that I'm just not going to participate, then you're allowing those small number of old blue haired fucks that do participate every goddamn time and let me tell you my hair is turning blue uh oh shit right what's well, up for me because <laughs> i've seen people turned away the from the decisions. polls you know i've seen dirty down politics now that's different that's why i can't wait dirty down I keep politics plugging, i cannot is keep plugging this that is a completely the best different democracy argument. money can buy yep that it's is a coming out completely different argument and i like that title. i'm uh, i'm producing it with greg Pallast. um it's gonna talk about all sorts of these things. Um, the new Jim Crow. We have over ten ways we've found voter suppression is currently going on here in Colorado. No, in so America. Here's a, yeah, this thing because because here's the thing in Colorado we have one of the most progressive voting systems, right? And that's why I get so heated up because it's easy for me to vote because when I registered to get my driver's license, I was registered to vote automatically, and everyone in Colorado is, um, and you know. They send the ballot to your home. And they don't mail it back. You you can mail it back or you can drop it off. I mean, I live close to a police precinct. There's a box there. You can just pull up and drop it in the box. And on voting day, the police actually set up a, a cop who will take it from you and drop it in the box for you. And people line up in their cars to just, you know, drop off their, their, their ballot. But there's no excuse for, for just because you don't have to vote. On voting day, you can mail it in like yep. up to five days later. Which tripped me out because this, this whole process was new to me. But I am al- I'm already like not happy with it, with what's going on in here. In today's I mean, there's a modern huge information age, movement, there is no and, reason why and our votes And bigger staff got like 10% of the fucking vote. I mean, I'm sorry, but nobody turned in their ballots. Like That's this is a big problem. And and even when we do have voter pathetic. turnout, then we get we get the fraud. We get, we get the out-and-out fraud. So like... You know, I've heard the both sides of the argument about the exit polls. You know, you got the one side saying that exit polls all around the world uh, have to match up or the U.N. throws out the election. But here in the United States, we don't do that. Yeah. Right. But, you know, we, we things are, are done differently here on such a, a large scale. It's all a show to me. I don't know. Um, That's how I feel. But at my, this point. my point is this. That in today's modern age, when we have, you know, the ability... <laughs> When I go on Facebook, and just because I happened to, like, do a Google search last week on, you know, hemp socks, I've got, like, socks from every sock manufacturer all over my 
fucking feed no matter where I go, right? So, like, you can't tell me if they know exactly what I'm looking at all the time that they don't know how to count my vote as an individual. Do you understand? It would be so it's easy. System one person, <laughs> I mean, on. one vote. We don't need fucking electoral colleges. Yep. We don't need parties. We just need one person, oh, yeah. one vote. I would like right? to see publicly and funded And not these campaigns. stupid machines by Diebold and that other company that are clearly DBT, yeah. hacked. Like, they're proven hackable. They're clearly hacked. Right. Well, and you have your felon voter purge list. I mean, you know, you guys are giving are me great topics to explore on Alter State because that is one of the things that tokenized voting does do. It allows for honest voting and it allows for honest value to be placed behind there yep. and be used with uh, reputation. So hopefully right. that you know, we can get Bit- Bitcoin and all kinds of cryptocurrency is a perfect example of what I'm talking about, right? You are tied as an individual to that currency. Like, they can do that. They can tie you as an individual to specific pieces of information. Why can't they do that with your vote? Do you see how absurd that is? It's well, just and, and, absurd. And the cryptocurrency do well does allow they do you that to, to figure be able out what to party that. you're registered to. Right? They, they, they can figure out all kinds of things about you. Well, you know, it's all built on reputation. What You know, who you are, how you are, what you do. And what you want to make public. And that is one of the biggest challenges that some people in the realm find out is that they don't really want all of that information about themselves. And they would rather, you know, have something that would be built upon reputation that can do a vote that they're used to and that they can that they can feel solid in. And I agree with you guys 100 percent. There's the, nothing wrong with that. that. You know what? There's no reason why you can't go to a voting polling place like you did in the old days and go into a booth and a use a computer and flip a knob and have it and have it count. There's no reason you can't do that, right? Um, but it ha- we need accountability. We need um, we need transparency, right? The fact that our voting machines are made by companies that are clearly bought under government contract, right? So they're but it, it's it, you know it's it's clearly underhanded, and we all know it. Right. That's the thing that really kills me is that we all know these things. We all know that there is corruption. What can we do about it? Apparently nothing. Well, we all know like a study came out from Princeton a couple of years ago. We all know that Congress doesn't answer to the will of the people, right. but rather to the will of the companies. And we are, in fact, an yeah. oligarchy, not a democracy. Absolutely. What can we do about it? Apparently nothing. No, you're doing the exact thing that we have to do about it. You are an influential person inside of a small community. You have this opinion. You have the portal. You're doing the right things. And I mean, I the one thing about being at the cutting edge of this shit, man, is that when every time you turn around, there's nobody supporting you. But that's because you're supporting the issues. I mean, you're on the cutting edge on uh, what is happening right now. As you see things falling apart, it is taking leadership to say, hey, everybody gets a vote. Everybody should be counted. But it, this is the dirty. Yep. No, that's what the uh, purpose of my film and a lot of what I do is is for what we're talking about now. I know I haven't said too much, but that is what's the name of your film again? The best democracy money can buy. The bet. You know what? That sounds so Michael Morris. The best democracy money can buy. It was a book. Now, let me that tell you, was that written, was a that was a compliment, by the way. It was a book that was written. Um, I'd say about ten years ago, um, ah. and has since turned into kind of an episodic type of documentary. Uh, this would be probably the third one in the series. Um, and Greg Palace is one of those uh, investigative journalists. He broke the Diebold, He broke the DBT story. He broke the, the felon voter purge list in Florida. He, he mainly works with The Guardian because a lot of the American media does not even want to deal with him and won't run his stuff. So he's over um, in UK, but that's, uh, that's 
you know, that's this is what we're getting at. I feel that, you know, especially with my background, and I feel that I know how the media works, so I that's feel that it, I need yeah. to manipulate it's really, you know, you, the you, media you've got for our, our advantage. You, you've pointed, you've pointed the, f- the finger right at, at, at one of the crucial pressure points in the problem of our, of our society, and that is the media, which is owned by six companies. Five people, yeah. yeah right? So, like, it, it is so tightly controlled, and, and it's another thing that we all know. Toke Radio, well, that's one of the things I'm really proud about. Like, you know, Rodney, thank you very much for mentioning what you did a moment ago. Because no one owns us. No one controls what we say. Sure. And, and you know, we, I am trying to build something that is the voice of varied people, right? It's all well and good. I'm a Jewish white guy from back east, right? And it's all well and good for me to, like, get up here and say I want to legalize cannabis. Right. Yeah. Right? I am privileged. No, this okay. at this table we got a nice little we, diversity. We need, oh, yeah. we, we need, need boobs, right? a, but we need, we need Irish every redneck, voice though. that we can get, right? Right. We need every community that we can get. Every and story. we need to understand that as um, activists, you know, we have the ability here to to really do more than just entertain, right? Okay. And as entertaining as I want um, Toke Radio to be. Yeah. Right. Well, I need. Um, yeah, we need to do entertainment. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to be more than just entertainment here. Yep. Look at you guys. I did not mean to like. Joke no, I think this was fantastic because here between you and Mike, both of you have engaged the marijuana community with your own philosophies on the Green Party on the left and trying to be able to persuade people. But all of us, no matter what, have found a substance that we can use to put our differences aside. Right, we all agree. No matter our, our ideology, no matter our religious background, our, our political upbringing, right, our socioeconomic status, yeah. if you really love the healing canna, mm-hmm. it, will, it will heal your heart. Let it heal your heart. Let it, you know... Part of that is is you know opening up to people. Oh yeah. Speaking yeah. of speaking right. of entertainment, I think one of the one of the things I've I've thought of recently, and I've seen other people kind of express the same thought, is that uh, marijuana shouldn't be legalized, but it should be mandatory. Uh, <laughs> I like that I, idea, man. Hey, <laughs> I am behind that. You know, you guys out there listening to our show need to come mandatorily come up here and give us some more weed. That's what Mike says right now. Oh, yeah. It's a brave well, if new you do world. Come, if you do come up here, we, we want to remind everyone, we're in the beautiful Toke, House, uh, Toke Radio Treehouse Studio. And uh, that's on top of 710 Pipes. Ooh, 710 Pipes. Which, which, if you come down here and mention here, you heard about them on the radio, you get 25% off. 25% off. That order. is 5% more than what they're advertising on the sidewalk, yo. And, and Any day, every day. Well, they don't radio. do that 20 every day. So, no. no. So it's 25 every day, as long as you know us and tell them you know us, they'll hook you up. And you know what? There are two locations, Mike. There's, um, there's oh, a see, North Glen lo- location on the north side of Denver at 104th and Huron. And then there's one right downtown at uh, Colfax, where so we we're, live. Hey, we have a new sponsor over talking, in that yeah, area. We're talking about Natural Selections here. Right on. Natural yeah. Selections is a brand new sponsor Same for area. Us. Yeah, right They're in North They're right Clyde. next door to 710 Pipes. Oh, hey, there you so go. So go get your Puff Puff Pass materials and go get your Puff Puff Pass. Can yeah. you imagine? Can you imagine? Just like they're right next to each other. How convenient. Oh, yeah. And then go How down convenient. to City Park or something. And enjoy yourself. And, and make sure remember, you day. get the discount now at Seven Ten Pipes up there. You get that twenty five percent discount. And I tell you what, I haven't worked it out yet, but I'm going to work out some kind of really super discount with Natural Selection. That would be really, really cool. Don't they have to come in and do product samples for the hosts? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's good try, good try Rodney. <laughs> but uh, 
but yeah, so also I want to give lots of love to King of Quality, man. Uh, King of Quality Productions. Right on, Chris. We, uh, we, I'm not 100% sure if we'll still be hosting my investor, private investor screening there. Maybe, maybe, Chris. I'll keep you in the loop on that. But definitely, we also got some other uh, people to shout out here. We got Colorado Normal, which, speaking of Chris, I'm going to speak with Chris. Really? About getting more involved with that. Excellent. So I want to I want to be in a bigger part in that. You know, let me just say that that we need that. Um, the reason we put okay, the reason I put Colorado Normal on our sponsors list, Mike, is because I'm a member of the executive board of Colorado Normal. Well, hook it up, bro. I need I, I need some executive board membership over here. Well, you know what? I, I would endo- I would endorse you happily. We need more people involved. We need more people from down south involved. Um, and, yep. you know, Normal is one of those uh, organizations that's ubiquitous in the United States. Every state has one. If you don't know where yours is or you can't find one, make Look one. Up online. Yeah, right? you only need like five members to make one. Um, so, But Normal has done a lot over the last 30 years to really help. Arguably the most. Um, okay, yeah, give me a, do me a favor. I hope you guys don't mind. But give me a, for instance, that Normal was really critical in because I think a lot of the people that are in my show are usually coming from a different background, and so okay. they're not very you know familiar. What, here's just the best thing that I can say. Anything and everything that has to do with legalization they've regarding marijuana, they've they've had their hands in here's the best thing best way i can put it okay when when i went now i've been doing citizen j thing for about five six years now right right? and my my wife she she supports (laughs) me of course because you know that's what a good spouse does right but when i went to her and and said that um i had been nominated to uh, join the executive board of colorado (coughs) normal her eyes actually widened and she said normal oh yeah now that's something that's what she says to me. Now, that's something. Okay, so here's the thing. They've been around so long, and, and the people at the head of Normal, uh, like St. Pierre and um, uh, Keith Stroop, these guys are, lo- are lawyers, right? They're legally trained people, right? And they've spent the last 30 years in D.C. lobbying legislators and really getting their hands dirty in Congress, right? They've been laughed at. They've been ignored a lot, oh, yeah. right? But they've always been there, and the media has paid a lot of attention to them to the point that someone like my wife, who is also an attorney, when I mention that I'm getting involved with normal, sparks up and says, now that's something, right? So that's what normal has done. They have normalized cannabis activism. For see safer what, people. See that's what good. I did that? That's a good, yeah. That's that's good. Good. <laughs> we used to have normal meetings for safer At first, safer I didn't meetings get it, but then people. I got it. Safe. It took me a little we bit. Had, yeah. had our safe, <laughs> we were on, uh, I used to be a laborer for Ready Man Construction, uh, right? Safety and, meetings and, for people who so don't So we know. had safer meetings for normal, normal people. people. Yeah, oh, bro. There you go. There, you know, and so, so yeah, that's, safety that's, meetings are when you go out and you take a little break for safety's sake. I think it's, I don't know. I had to say smoke break. Uh, Medication break, bro. We're in Colorado, bro. Okay, so you, you, <laughs> you both, you both are very, very uh, active in the community. I really have just entered into. I've, I've always smoked weed. Don't get me wrong, and I've always promoted weed. Don't get me wrong. But and I you're just, involved. You know, but uh, now I am on this other level where I'm talking to people like Citizen J, people like Mike Weiss, Khadija, Khadija Adams. I love oh man, she's so fabulous. And uh, everything about you her. know, I happen to be fortunate, very, very fortunate, to be the only man on the advisory board of the Women's Cannabis Chamber of Commerce. Which, when I said that to some people, they 
said, really? And I said, yeah, because I was able to talk to people like Addison and Don Blackman and Don Shermeyer and Yvette over there and talking about these business issues that are being affected in cannabis. You guys are talking about medical issues. If these hard-headed, pointy-headed geeks get their way and they keep on messing around with weed, how does that ex- how does that affect these young women and men that are trying to get into the business. Oh, sure. I, I think that that... If it's up to them, there's only going to be bud tender jobs for minimum wage. Okay, so let's just let's just dial it back a little bit. Right? <laughs> we don't. First of all, ad hominem attacks really don't do anybody any justice. You mean the pointy-headed mm-hmm. geeks comment? Um, yes. Okay, I'll take that back. These, the, these despite responsible Despite the people. fact that they are pointy-headed okay. geeks, right? All right? I'm just saying, look at... Um, Every election cycle, every election cycle in Colorado, we get certain things that come up. There's certain battles that we will have to continually fight because the people that are fighting these battles are not going to give up. It's as plain and simple as that. Right. One of those battles is the personhood battle where there are certain people who are trying desperately to make an amendment to our Constitution that recognizes a fertilized egg as a person. Right. So in their mind, you know, um, as soon as a sperm penetrates egg, that becomes personhood, Mm -hmm. full legal rights Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, fuck the parents. And and then the slippery slope of. So every now that that has come up uh, three times in the election cycle now that's come up and has been (laughs) batted down three times. They've had to rewrite it. Right. Okay. But they're not going to give up because, in their minds, it's really that important. And the prohibitionists—we've always spoken about gays, same, guns, and God—are the same way. The prohibitionists, in their mind, they think that they are crusading for the children. Now, I say this repeatedly on our on our uh, Facebook so that's, page that's and an with posts. Thing you're right? Speaking of though, I'll, I'll pause a you real quick. There, do you think that crusade. it really is that? Due to morals or due it's, to some sort of financial back? I always think there's some sort look, of I money don't think, behind I, this. I, I, I think that to them it is um, – I don't know if m- morals is, th- is the way. Uh, it, it mores may more. <laughs> right? But I like that. They, they are – in their mind, it's because they're concerned for the safety of the children. <clears throat> that is the argument they use. Well, Especially that. this McNulty guy who, who wrote 139. Yeah, I hear <laughs> Here's a lot the thing. about that. It's disingenuous. If they were really concerned, I like that word right there. I love that word. If they were really genuinely the concerned the with the safety of our children, including mine, because I'm a parent of a soon-to-be 11-year-old, okay? If this guy was really concerned with the safety of our children, then he would stop taking money from the people backing prohibition, which is tobacco, alcohol, big farm, prisons, cops, right? Prisons, yeah. He would stop taking their money, and he would help us get rid of the underground market you want to keep children safe eliminate the underground market you want to keep children safe take heroin off the underground market Mm -hmm. and put it back in the pharmacies where it belongs i'll tell you what i'll piss some heroin was created by bear people it belongs in a pharmacy okay all of those opiates belong in a controlled farm now they are mind you now this this is you got to be you got to be careful here mike because because oxycotton is a controlled substance in the pharmacy. Oh no, I mean, but I was man, just when I was up on the reservation, okay, and I wanted to score some oxy, how easy that was. Oh yeah, okay? and vet, the vets can go to any uh, VA and easily get candy. So uh, you know, I want to be careful want. here, just because you know, 
we we uh, well, you know, was, legalization is say, not though. necessarily a panacea to the drug problem. The drug problem is a health problem, though, not a criminal. Well, I was problem. gonna say you want to piss some people off. And we want to keep children safe. How about some some issues with gun control? How about you some know? issues with fucking feeding people? Fuck gun control. We don't need gun control in this country. We need to feed fucking people in this country. That's what we need. We need to feed people. We need to house people. We need to clothe people. We need to educate people. We got the money to do all that. Instead, we're spending it on stupid shit like yeah, like wars, bombers that wars. don't fly. Eight hundred dollar toilet know, I seats. I think I think that when you look at people that are really working inside of the marijuana community, we were talking about this off of the air about that exact concern. You were talking about people Calm like down, you're talking about people like <laughs> Don right. Don Shermeyer with Colorado Project Pay Don, It Forward Don. who definitely Don. sees the same thing that you see right. is that there is Don has got a huge heart and she every month she puts together food Well every other weekend, right? Oh, sorry, yeah, every other weekend. And she's even and doing she's it. out there and she does it in the winter time. Right. She's clothing yep. people, she's right. feeding people. Yep. That is the kind of compassion we need from Umbrellas. everyone. Right. You right. know, and you really want to help people? Yeah, but we not everyone's the money. like us, Jay. Dude, <laughs> you know, it's because like they don't they, they they haven't they they haven't seen they've been convinced that that it's that they've been convinced that their safety lies in the destruction of others. Do you understand? That just doesn't it's not going to work. Now, I don't mean to get all like Buddha No, I I, I love here. it. I think that, okay. that you you're t- you're but saying some good stuff. Violence is always going to beget violence. Talking. And if you want to solve any of our societal problems, we have the ability to do that we have the money to do that what we don't have is the willingness to do that what we have instead are people with with pig-headed ideas that they're right you're wrong you must die i guess what i'm i'm trying to get at here uh, the core of what i'm getting at is that i feel that there is no will in this country without money being behind it even when it comes to this anything in general what you, you have know? to understand is going the, to a job the, and having a right. nine to five the money the money in this country determines the will of the people because all of our media is controlled right so if you really want that's why we talk about grassroots right if you want something to happen you have to do it at the grassroots level but what i'm talking about here and i've said this to people before and maybe not on air right what i'm talking about is a real paradigm shift here a real paradigm shift where oh yeah where we have to stop valuating humanity right your existence does not actually have a price tag nor is it dependent on your ability to generate revenue but in our society if you do not have the ability to generate revenue you are in effect worthless and kicked to the curb and you can't pull yourself up by your own bootstraps so fuck it and fuck you too and that has to change we need a paradigm. Now, that worked back in the 1800s yeah, when there were the only 100,000 people in America. Horatio okay? Alger does not exist. But we've got, we've got close to 7 billion people in the world and uh, you know, a lot of confused people in this country. Oh, we yeah. have the ability in this country to feed, clothe, and educate everyone so well. I'm not talking about minimal lifestyle here. I'm talking about everyone could live... A really great lifestyle. There's very little you know free what, thought in this country. What happened in the 1950s? You know, like think about think about what what Donald Trump says when he wants to make America great again. What he's talking about is the ability for a father to have a just a nine to five job at, at like a gas station and be able to feed a, a family of four. Yeah. Okay, but 
all of those things evolved, right? And and we don't we can't do it. We our population has grown. Like there's there are a few factors that that are responsible for this. You can't just fix one of them, right? It's systemic. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, you can like decry all you want how it, great it was back then and there. There were a lot less people, and there's things, also a lot you know, of bad going on. Yes, there always is, right? But the realities have changed. Our paradigm hasn't, right? And so as long as we still consider humanity's worth is in the ability to generate revenue, whatever that means, yep. right? And we're going to be we're going to be stuck with these problems, right? That is a good when, point. When we realize that we could devote a very small amount of our energies to actually yep. eliminating everyone's fear of loss of basic needs. And they're starting to think about this in in parts of Europe, right? But we have the ability. If we could eliminate everyone's, you know, hunger and need for housing, think of what 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 we could do. Now, a lot of people would say, "Oh, you just have a lot of lazy people sitting around doing nothing." So the fuck, we got a lot of pay- lazy people sitting around doing nothing now, mm-hmm. right? So what? We're paying a lot more for their laziness now than if we actually, you know, provided all these services. Maybe we could find other things for people to do. Maybe we'd find other human value that wasn't revenue based right until we get rid of that um we will never see beyond it right and so um people <coughs> as long as yeah, you're seen as nothing bad. but a com- a commodity then uh then think these problems aren't going to go away you know i was fortunate enough last night to stay w- up way too early and they were talking Whatever. about a global currency reset so that's that's probably what you're um, if you look into it, something that you might be Maybe, interested, but in. but see that's still it's still when you talk <coughs> about currency and you're uh, talking about yeah, economy, right? And I'm talking about philosophy. Like I, that's why when I say paradigm shift, I mean mm-hmm. I mean we need to actually come up with with new ways yeah, of thinking. It's tough because and we have to come up with new terms. The hardest problem is that not everyone thinks like we do. Not everyone reads what we do. Not everyone sees what we do. Not everyone has the same thoughts on the government as yep, we do. It's true. So but, a but large we all bleed majority. Red. We all bleed red. Well, right? We all bleed yeah. red. It all depends and on how much you, YouTube met, videos you're I've looking at. I've those people, those Mike. I've met those people who, who literally have said to me, let them die. When I said, well, oh, what yeah. about all those starving people? Let them die. Let them die. Yep. Right? No. Oh, yeah. We don't need to let them die. You just need to maybe give up one of your pearl-lined gold threaded mink jackets do you understand like the the absurdity of wealth in this world is it, yeah. it is well like it's the tra- money the, problem the is money is the money at kid, that level trained. isn't doing anything you understand you those know? people at the top that that have all that money their money is doing nothing but sucking the rest of our money out of the economy and, and it's it's like a bad magnet you right. know <laughs> it's just sitting there sucking our money right they're not they're not trickling it down they're not loaning it out they're just sucking more of the economy oh away. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. More and more of it, and and you Takes know money it's to like make money. <laughs> it's like the drought. Like how far do we have to go before we're actually going to make? I feel a we're about there. I don't think so, man. I'm, I, worse. I think we're going to see a lot worse. I think we're going to see a lot more killing in the street. You, you asked me that. I think we're going to yep. see a lot. Uh, we're first. We're going to well, see water wars happening here too. pretty Being, soon. And not not anything, but I know in Texas, and not saying that Texas is you know harder or anything than any other state but i know for a fact there is people dying every day deep in the tens 15s 20 people dying per day in in the cities i was of what what are they dying of all sorts of things murder you know (laughs) but they're but they're dying uh, they're dying by human hands yeah yeah 
Here, here's the thing. You, you know what's happening underneath the, the state of Texas? Do you know what's under the state of Texas? Oil. N- n- no, I'm talking about something more precious than oil. No? The mm. Ogallala Aquifer? Aquifer, yeah. The Ogallala Aquifer. The no? Don't know what that is? Is the, that the, the largest, the, oldest aquifer in the yeah. country? I know, like, the St. Edwards one. Okay, so the this this aquifer covers a couple of states, most of Texas, right? right? It's being drained. Do you understand? If this drought that they're experiencing oh. in California that yeah. Donald Trump won't even acknowledge, yeah. you ain't seen nothing yet. Do you understand the? When I say there are going to be water wars, there are happening. Mexico, are, some, what are we It's already happening in, million. in in the Middle East. Like a lot of the strife in the Middle East is because people are on the move because their water is drying up. Well, I know six years. Right? I know like six years ago we owed Mex- we owed Mexico like seven hundred million gallons or something. We have treaties with Mexico that deal with water all over the place, and a lot of the laws in the West are based on water law. And like in Colorado, it's a huge, huge thing. Like people. You know, yeah, recently, water, yeah. recently they changed the law in Colorado that allows you now to collect rainwater on to your like land. Two buckets or something, right? right? Two barrels. But there's a reason why those laws exist, and it has to do with our climate. Mm. We live in a semi-arid climate. Like I recommend everybody read this book called uh, Cadillac Desert. Colorado right? is so weird of a climate. Um, it is weird, and arrogable land uh, requires irrigation out here and everywhere else west, right? And when you drain the water and it's gone, and it ain't going to come from the skies, right? Have you seen the mountains today? No, no. Have you seen the mountains today? Did you physically look at the mountains today, Mike? Uh, Yesterday. Okay. Was there snow on the mountains? Yesterday. But uh, we were in South Park, or Fair Play. Oh, nice. So you were looking at the collegiates. Yeah. Right? And there was snow up on those? Beautiful view on uh, Haley's Hope Farm, if if I do say so myself. Because when I look up at the at the front range, I don't see much in the way of snow up there. And we haven't even hit August yet, right? Yeah. So when I moved here, it the first year I moved here, it snowed in June. Are snowed. you talking about man bear pig? Man bear pig. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what man bear pig is. <laughs> oh, man. Keeping it light. We get, um, I'm sorry. No, I'm no. just saying, you know, I don't, I don't need to, sure I don't need to monopolize your show. No, you should uh, put some music on and get rid of the old promotion. <laughs> it was a South Park episode where Al Gore comes out uh, telling everybody, warning everyone about man bear pig. And oh. no, nobody believes him <laughs> until finally there's a man bear pig <laughs> that they see. But yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, they have those fucking Facebook memes with that. Too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you remember that the, in, the, in the Super Bowl, they had the baby puppy. The puppy baby <laughs> something commercial and people just freaked yep. out that that was part of that <laughs> South Park shit. Man, bear, pig. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I won't cut immediately back into songs. I'm on about three minutes, but uh, cutting. But we were hitting earlier. One uh, of the points so we did uh, hit. Bring me my was, shaking stick. Was uh, was the children protecting children? And you know, I actually didn't see it, but Teach I I up. believe the, the episode I'm in. I believe that aired last night on Weedakit. Really? So, and that's dealing specifically with children. And so I'm going to ruin it for you guys because this is kind of fucked up. Because I heard somebody else talking about it. I heard another radio show talking about it this morning. And I'm pretty sure it was the one I was at, I will be in. They, it's staged. It's staged as shit, you know? They purposely, like, Krishna, whatever that dude's name is, like, he's like, go in the backyard and I want you to stand here and you guys got to smoke. 
you know, not yet. Wait, wait, wait. You know, don't smoke yet. You know, wait, wait, wait. Fifteen minutes. Wait till we get these cameras set up. Okay, the kids are gonna be back there by the by the picnic table back there. Okay, cameras on. Okay, now you can smoke. Oh, I just and then Krishna comes out. He's like, oh, I just found this huge three foot Ashley Weber's bong. Oh, I just accidentally found this. Why don't you guys use this? You know, so we're in the camera with kids in the background. You know, it's totally. I'm not saying people don't smoke with their children because they definitely do, but it's not like, oh, yeah, let me just uh, stand next to them and hold a bunch of can I, paraphernalia. Can I give you a, a story? This is kind of just reminds me of this, but um, I don't smoke in front of my kid, right? Like, I don't hide it from my kid. I smoke in my own space, and when my kid comes around, I put it down, right? If I'm immediate to- if I'm immediate toke and my kid pops her head in the door, <laughs> I will give her the wait-a-minute signal. Yeah. I'll Close the door, finish, and then let her in. Right? Yeah. I just, as a general, it's a courtesy thing. Sure. But I, I don't hide the smoke from her or anything. Yeah, no. I just, I don't smoke in front of my kids. I have no issues. But with up that. here in the studio, we've had parents come up here yeah. that medicate their my, kids my, on a regular basis. We're talking about, yeah, I had like the 420, 420 autism, autism kids I mean, came up here. I had them doing that at the Blazing FM station. There's nobody fucking knew because I had them off air. Uh, you know what? Let me tell. You, I was a little concerned, Mike, because the the. The uh, uncle did it and the mom did it. They both took big dabs <coughs> and then breathed them, you know, through their hands right into the into the kid. Yeah, like shotgun. And uh, and the kid was like, you know, sweet. Um, and you know, they were. Is, is that okay? And he was like, yeah, that's good, right? And it it clearly helps the kid. The kid, oh, yeah. the, cl- the the kid was clearly in need of of the medication, which is why he has. A prescription for the medication, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. right from a medical doctor. And um, but still, I was concerned. And you know what? I didn't hear anything about I'm it. I'm telling you, it's, when you first see it, it's one of those things. You I know, did, it, but I was, sh- I, I was shocked. Yeah, I was well, just like, like, wow, they're exactly really doing what, that. I know they're really exactly doing that on camera. About. They're really doing that on my radio station. On I camera. know exactly and, what you're talking about. You know, and uh, luckily, you know, I'm amazed we didn't hear anything from anyone about that. And mm-hmm. I'm glad too. Frankly, I'm glad. Well, you have the Canada Mama show. We'll come. We'll come. And Canada Mama. And, and they have well, really pursued. I'm sorry, just one second. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, this is what this is exactly what we were getting at, though. Jay, is that is that it shouldn't be one of those shocking things. Exactly. You know. Right. Um, that's what that's what the that's what they're about. You know, it's it is this a medicine. Yep. You know, I got a little thrown off here on, on where I was going with that, but it's it is this that is that it's. The ubiquitous use of marijuana in its many forms for the betterment of a community, environment, and liberty. It is important that we realize that the medical uses for marijuana are basic uses and needs. They're just like natural rights. The whole idea behind the legalization efforts is not to make more laws. It is to make less laws. It is to open up the use of marijuana. We see that we're on the winning side. We're getting more and more people on the ballot all of the time. When Governor, when when Beaupre decided that he was going to be the next Republican governor of Colorado, everything goes Republican except the governorship because he was the one that spoke up that he was going to mess around with the marijuana issues. We recognize now that the marijuana issues here in Colorado may not be perfect, but it is just like the laws that you guys were talking about earlier. This is how we need to work on changing them. And I mean, I am so happy to be part of Toke Radio because, yeah, because when you do say, you know, I was concerned about these people seeing a father medicate his son. I have anecdotal evidence of marijuana bringing families back together. And when I am a part of a show like that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Go ahead. Well, changing the law, that's what I was 
that's what I was getting at. What you had right there, Jay, was a reaction that any representative and senator would have. You know, it's uninformed, you know, mm-hmm. misinformed, not being not seeing it, you know. And so that's what I'm saying. We need to get out there and tell the people our stories to kind of say, because now you're, you're cool with it. You know, the first time you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, but you know, I, it wasn't that I wasn't cool with what they were doing. Is that I was worried about? I mean, I'm, I'm a selfish man. I was worried about what people might think yeah, about public outcry. Us sure, airing that. Sure, right. And that's one of those things is that we welcome that discussion. You know what I'm saying? It's a discussion. It is. We want we now, want them to say, okay, well, this is why we're doing this. We can't afford to buy oil all the time. This is this is our way to medicate. This is cheaper. Can you I know? give an anecdotal story on this? Sure. Do you mind? I have a friend, his wife had twins, and they were all ADD. And so when the twins turned about eight years old, they would wake up and they would immediately attack his wife. And they would team up on her, and with her being mom, she put up her natural defenses, and her natural defenses started to cause all kinds of hell in the family. Him being a loving, caring husband and father was being ripped apart by having to protect his wife from his sons. And so what he decided was that he was going to give everybody a gummy bear for breakfast. Mom got two and he got two. Each child got one. Now they sit down and they eat breakfast together. They laugh and they giggle with each other, and they have a family that actually gets to along so you mean with a each medicated other. Medicated gummy bears, gu- yeah, and and the kids get gummy bears Which are now before, with, well, or whatever you know, <laughs> it, unless they're made with math. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, but and that is exactly the problem. Here we have a substance that brings families together from the brink of destruction. And now the government has okayed a substance that will literally rip your mind apart and segment it so that it can never come back the same again. And one is illegal and the other one is being persecuted. And we all know why. We all know why. It's been exposed. We've talked about it many times. It's because of racism. It's because of economics and power. Sure. And yet still, you know, there's a story on the Toke Online today. You'll read a story about what's going on in Massachusetts where they're debating really heavily about whether or not to legalize cannabis for recreational use. Yeah, California and there's is still pretty, pretty neat, uh, too. There's still the, the same same people. You've got the law enforcement people shouting the same lies. It's a gateway drug. It'll ruin your life. Mm-hmm. It's a gateway drug. It does the opposite, I, right? I would love... And, more ki- and they, these are the two lies they said. They actually came out and said it. Yeah. This, just as they, said, they said it's a gateway drug, and it'll lead to more people, more kids using it. it. Well, it is. is the gateway drug. Alcohol and tobacco are. That's what I'm and saying. And it's been scientifically proven and published this last year. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. So the, that's why I'm saying they are lies, and I call yep. them out. I'm like, it's time to call this out for what they are. They are lies. It's, Greg Duran said not that just I propaganda. It. it is an out and out lie. Yep. Well, right. I'm uh, but they as they still get the media uh, paying attention and giving them credence as if their lies hold water. Yep. And it's time to to just start answering them back. Disseminate say, no. the misinformation. And it's time It's time to answer back. If I could have commented on that piece, I would have. Every chance I get. And here I encourage just something you can do as just a lay person who if you do nothing else, 
you read a story that doesn't ring true, that shouts one of these lies, mm-hmm. go into the comments section yep, and just reasonably up. say, "Would you consider that, that a form is a lie? Of voting? Would you consider that mm-hmm. that as a form, you, a your form opinion. of?" With, I public mean, opinion, and, and the reason voting that I, in the court of public opinion, and, yeah. and, and, and it makes and, and it makes, makes a big difference if we're talking about one man, one vote kind yeah. of characteristics. And when you talk about having a forum yeah. to be that, yeah, that is kind of important. Because if you, because again, if we talk about shifting paradigms, right? right then, and we could integrate all of those things. You know, we have, but but the thing is that we can't we can't right now, Rodney. Our our media is broken, right? We don't. We don't have media. Well, that's what you're getting at earlier. This I is why I'm on. just it's left the AP. Well, like a friend of mine who, who wanted to be nothing more than a journalist his whole life. Well, that happens to everybody. I would AP. never ever work at a news station. I would, you know, a, a normal person would not want to work at a police station because that that sort of corruption this happens and comes with the job usually dealing with chain of command. So what you were getting at with grassroots movement is that we need grassroots media movement, Boom. which is happening, but it's we're slow. Here. You know, and what I really wanted to touch on though was. What Roddy had mentioned about families, because that's what I feel is most one of the things that is not hardly ever discussed when, when we because I'm in a lot of these conversations. And this is one that is very rarely mentioned. But this medicine might only only one person might be taking this in the household. You know, it might be a six year old. It might be a, a, the adult. Might you be, know, let's say it might be a 48 year old. Exactly. But <laughs> but the quality of life improves for the entire family. They right. no longer have to deal with taking the time out of their day, the stress of dealing with their, their having to put up with their family members' medical conditions, having to deal with the monetary stress if they got to be in and out of the hospital. Oh, man, you know, yeah. it's it's one of those things where it really does touch more lives than just people wanting to get high. That is a very very yeah, good point yeah. because you know we. I mean, Jay even talked about the way things are being reversed that. The gummy bears are illegal, but the gummy bears with the I with the love meth. how that story broke virally at the same time. How right. terribly timed was that? I know, and so yeah. you know, here, here, you know, if it wasn't for having friends that know what they're doing, <laughs> thank God, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it, these are prime examples of the holes in the argument of the op- opposition. And we know you guys out there that are listening because Mike has a huge following, you know, and Citizen J is Citizen J. And you guys listen to these arguments and you listen to Larissa talk about the things that are happening in Washington. And we look around the, the United States and you get to see on the alternative media channels a child be medicated by his father on a radio station that is about inclusiveness of the marijuana product. Here you were talking about the diversity. We have a diversity of opinion at this table oh, yeah. that is definitely focused on the betterment and the uses of marijuana. Oh, yeah. And so that in itself, to me, is a healing component that is brought by using the mar- I mean, because if this was done with a bottle of alcohol, people could end up dead. Fighting, yeah. Oh yeah, that was one of the issues. You know, they're ban- they're, they passed the ban in Colorado Springs right. um, on cannabis clubs, stating that all this violence had occurred and whatnot, but they could never produce any. Right, of this there's no evidence of violence. Evidence. There's 
Right? It's like the mayor uh, talking about violence on the 16th Street Mall has nothing to do with cannabis. That son of a bitch. Oh, I, it, nothing <laughs> to do with cannabis. I didn't hear that. Oh, no. He, 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 when the guy went crazy and the mayor, the first thing that he said is that the um, the violence on the 16th Street Mall is a part and parcel of uh, joints being sold. <laughs> you know what I did You know, and, here, and hold it, right? Here they were using the money people were donating for the homeless and the hungry to remove them from their homes are you f- kidding me that is and then he has the nerve oh, yeah. to blame marijuana the one thing that has brought more support to this city state and country and he not won- to mention money money and he that son of a bitch dude. <laughs> it's all right it's all right that son of a bitch well, dude. i i understand <laughs> I, i'm really upset about it too yeah, no, I'm the um, only he's one under, He's today. under some serious <laughs> misconception. Right. I'm and the only one who has a yell You today. know, when I wrote on uh, amendment uh, on that. Damn it, why haven't you yelled, Mike? <laughs> I'm the moderator. Ballot Initiative 139, I wrote that. I said that these people have given us a list of topics that we can use to step-by-step dismantle their arguments. What we are so used to is being having to ask permission. And the permissions that we've asked well, is because we are so used to being under the microscope of public opinion not to mention the thumb of the man and the thumb of the man and now here you can have a a white jewish guy of well-being a black guy that's trying to come up in the world a guy that has a great following and a talent sit here at this table have differing opinions about bernie sanders have differing opinions about the green party have differing opinions about libertarianism say look the marijuana plant itself is healing components. These are healing issues. This is not a small thing that does. This is the reason that marijuana should be legalized around the country. It is not because it is just this drug that we can use to get well, better I mean, with. Uh, it makes a lot of things better. I will tell you, I am a little bit selfish. I mean, without right? I'm such an ad- activist and advocate for it because I would not be here right now. On the show right now, today, right. if I wasn't using and medicating, you, you know, know, I would be throwing up over a toilet and and it would not be fun, you know. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to fight till the end. Amen. You know, you know, so, but you're right. It brings people together. And I've always noticed that sense of community. Yeah. I've always noticed that. It's been one of those things, traveling the, the country and traveling the world, uh, um, oh, probably an hour and a half's up on the live stream, but uh, <laughs> doing that uh, uh, skateboarding uh-huh. um, is a, was a similar kind of community, and I kind of did that before I smoked um, because I it actually at that time affected me negatively. It was kind of weird when I first started. It was kind of weird. I had to quit for like three years to continue pursuing a career in a skateboarding, mm-hmm. and uh, but that was one of those things. I could go to any city and hang out with someone who's a skateboarder. And they would show me where to go. They would tell me what to do. They would hang out with me. If I needed a place to crash, more than likely I'd have a place to crash. And I noticed that's pretty much the same thing with the cannabis community. You know, I've gone to Toronto and crashed on some, yeah. you know. It, like you know, it, it depends. You have to be careful, Mike. Well, yeah, yeah, The, the community is, is so huge. And there are communities within communities, you know. Um, but, yeah, the, the, I would, I would, I think there's a lot of that going around. It's a little different being legalized, you know. When it going to a state where it's not legalized, it, there's definitely more of that sense of like camaraderie, brotherhood. Yeah, like we got to help together. Got to help a brother out. Yeah. I'll tell you, one of my favorite things right now is uh, you know we do uh, live on top of a head shop, and we're right downtown. <laughs> yeah, and we there's do. A, <laughs> there's a hotel right across the street. Yeah, right? there is. And every day 
We get people Rodney. that come in here from all over the country. And they come into 710 Pipes because they're they're staying downtown. Right. Right? Because if you're coming to Denver, you can stay downtown. And we're one of the, you know, close pipe shops you can walk to. And so they, they come in here. And I love talking to people from all over the country. Oh, and they're too. just, you know, I like sending them to different dispensaries, giving them recommendations, sending yeah. them different places to, you know, do whatever it is they want to come and do. But... They're always so whoa, happy. Whoa, 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 now, whoa. Well, I, don't know, on, I don't know about those things. We're our uncle's things, things. <laughs> Hell yeah, you know, that's what I'm smiling about over here. This is a wild, wild west, man. <laughs> Hey, it's like, hey, it's if you need something, I'll, I'll guide you to it. No, I, you know, one of the things that we uh, keep I, it classical. I, I, okay, yes, yeah, add a new coat of paint, baby, but lift up that skirt a little bit. Um, oh one God. of the things that I have said is, if you come from back east, where you're paying two thousand dollars a month for a nine hundred square foot apartment, and you come out here and you can get an eighteen hundred square foot apartment for two thousand dollars a month, sure. and most of your work was done on the computer anyway, so yeah. you're getting paid the same you're, amount. You're, of money. you're net positive. You're net positive, yeah. and you get to do what you did where you were at you get to do it here stone a lot of the people that complain about the cost of living in denver haven't lived in a place that costs more to live exactly right so i grew up in the dc area baltimore dc area um i never lived in new york but i have family in new york so i know what it's like to wake up when you wake up in new york city there's a 20 dollars surcharge right just for waking up right because you know you, you need coffee and a bagel Right, twenty right. buck, twenty bucks surcharge. Don't not, not to mention the taxi ride. Right, this is, this is a funny thing I'm saying. Right, but if you come from Podunk, you know Oklahoma, and you've lived in Denver, yeah. and it's a big metropolitan area for you, and you've lived here, f- you know, for twenty years, and all of a sudden sure. things are changing, um, and it's a shock. Right, uh, I still laugh at people who think we have bad traffic. Right, because they've n- obviously never tried to drive anywhere in the San Francisco area, or well, God forbid, what, L.A. I twenty five going south to the Springs though is a mess. I will Look tell you it, that. I will. T- I will agree that 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 two lane stretch it's where a, people a drive like assholes. International state highway, right? And people drive like crazy. They're they're either driving way too slow. Or they're driving way too fast. It is dangerous. <laughs> or driving. stopped looking right. at somebody who's pulled over because they have a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> because she has that little skirt up, yeah. trying to get somebody to come over here and change that damn tire. Or cop lights behind it. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, what's that? Oh. <laughs> so, what kind of music are we going to go into? Alrighty. Well, I will jump right into it immediately. Looks like we're going to hear some slab, slow, loud, and banging. Here on the Mike Wise Show, Thanks brought to you by Pipes Peak, keeping Colorado sky high since 2009. Treehouse. Dog Radio! Yay! So I'm getting... N- nothing. nothing. Well, that's all right, because nothing is good. <laughs> Did you have your volume up on your on your device? Yeah, no, everything's and up. And this is up. You have your two over here up? Mm-hmm, monitor's up. All right. And then there's 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 yeah. Something. So I'm not sure about that. Maybe the headphone connection came out. Uh, probably because this is that and that is that. Alrighty, guys. Sorry about that. We'll see what's going on. Quick diagnosis of the problem. Um, no, it would have to be input. That's input. So we'll uh, we'll do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and uh, see if that works. Nope. Hold on. I just turned it over now. Try it again. Here, let me just uh, put a different album on. Sorry, guys. This is us. We get to play radio on tokeradio.com. This is like yeah. live shit right well, here. This is live radio. I love it. I love it. I love so it. So we're going to, yeah, just, we'll just keep talking here for a little bit before we sure. jump into that. 
you know, yeah, but amateurs. You, you were yeah, right, and we have the pro right here, and he's not moving. He says, what, "How'd you guys fuck it up?" But um, you get we. I am so excited to be here because the ideas that you guys throw around are always ideas about the betterment of the marijuana industry. And on Alter State, we try to make sure that we have a lot of different opinion on. Like last Thursday, we had Mark. Ian Cinelli, Ian Cinelli, or I've tried Mark anyway. Uh, he does the jury nullification work over there in front of the Flanagan Courthouse, and he works with Eric Brandt, who also does nullification work and has been doing First Amendment type stuff. But they are starting to see the benefit of working in marijuana activism being able to break down some of the predisposed ideas that the people from Kansas were using and the people from Nebraska were using to justify suing a city suing a state for the for having marijuana when they were themselves illegally profiling American citizens with with the license plates from Colorado on there so now we have a bill uh, like Ballot Initiative 139, oh, really? which, lists, which lists all of their basic complaints. And I read the bill, and I wrote on it a little bit, but I did r- read it as a list of things that the marijuana community should really take a look at trying to start to dis- dismantle or disprove, because... Now we have that power. We what, have what bill are you talking about? Uh, the ballot initiative one thirty nine, the one that's no, talking about the potency thing. No, the other what what the other ballot initiative you're talking about? What yeah, other that was the one I was interested in yeah, about. What uh, talking about uh, profiling. Well, no, uh, the the, the, the challenge. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so yes, so when the Kansas and Nebraska states sued in the United States Supreme Court uh-huh. because their law law enforcement officers and offices were overextended trying to enforce federal law they were suing the United they were suing Colorado the United States Supreme Court threw that aside because what they were doing was illegally profiling citizens of the United States. They would pull you, you still to this, this day, you leave Colorado, you're going to get pulled that over. That isn't why the Supreme Court threw it out. Though, no, right? but I'm, no, that they had more, they had more technical reasons, but one of the, one of the reasons that it was, was because of the encroachment on freedom. And the way that the initiatives were written by the states. And it was really just that the, the states had no standing, right? They, right. It just right. had no standing. It was really, it was really purely technical legal stuff. Right? And what, so what it wasn't, shows it wasn't that about the, freedom. Well, it does. Wasn't about economics. Now, not to Oklahoma and Nebraska was, but when the Supreme Court threw it out, it was because uh, they didn't have standing. Right. Well, the, the Supreme Court just basically said 
You don't have standing <laughs> under the Commerce Clause. Well, they to, were they they were saying that, sue. but they were using the Commerce Clause as a reason for it because they, in one issue, they are absolutely right because the federal government does propose that its laws do supersede state law. But it, in this time, it did get it right because it was not a commerce issue, and like you said, it is not about economics. What I'm trying to get to is that a lot of these things that we look at as being big challenges in the marijuana industry really do not have teeth once they are shown to the light of day. And I'm really passionate yeah, about that. that is what we're getting at. Yeah, because I think I'm really passionate about that because a lot of us are from the side of the road where we don't really want to make a lot of trouble. We don't want to show children getting medicated. We don't want to engage in the fight. We do want the betterment of our communities, but then they run into people like us who are saying, hey, you should show up and vote. You need to come out and at least write on the ballot that I have no opinion, right? We, <laughs> and, you, you know, you're talking about active and engagement to people whose very, very reason that they're, they're here in Colorado is so that they don't have to do that. Right. And they can engage in the substance of their choice. And so these are, you know, very, very interesting perspectives that you're throwing to me because I'm, uh, you know, I want to. I started the marijuana impairment advocates against driving drunk. Right. I do believe that it, it doesn't hurt some people to be high on marijuana instead of a Percocet when they're driving to, you know, someplace. And so, yeah, I just think that there are opportunities for people to prove harm or at least get them to start proving harm before they start legislating more or before we have to start reviewing no, more stupid more stupid bills like the one that we're trying to defeat in in the ballot initiative 139 yeah, which has been defeated we're not yeah, trying anymore yeah it's it is it's done right right but i mean you was done, was there another bill you mentioned no, I was, was talking so about just, the, I was talking about the instance of the United okay, States so Supreme there, Court. Okay, so there isn't another bill being proposed. That no, I was using a list of of uh, arguments that they used in those, in those right. Cases. And in fact, in both of those states, there are movements afoot to legalize cannabis, at least on the medical side. Absolutely, right? so, and that could happen. You know, as soon as as the next ballot initiative. And if anybody is you, anyone, you in got those that states. music. Going, Mike? Um, no. I mean, well, we're at that we, point. We got ten minutes left. We're in at the that show, point. Eh? Yeah. If if um we put a song, it'll be an ender. So um, I guess this before we do that. Um, if anybody in those states is listening to TokeRadio.com, come and uh, join us on TokeRadio.com on the Facebook. I mean, Jay is setting up the web page. He's going to get all that linked up pretty soon, right? <laughs> if that's what you said. Sure. Well. Am I putting? Am I putting? Am I putting task in your in your? Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just giving you shit, bro. Because that's what we were talking about. So I'm just fucking with you, okay? <laughs> we're constantly striving to improve. Right, so. man. This is this Nothing is grassroots. Wrong with that. This is grassroots radio right here at TokeRadio.com, and I feel so good about. Oh, being even here. At, when I'm at the highest levels in any sort of production, I'm uh-huh. still always trying to improve. So yeah. nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna mix it up a little, little different. We'll hit you guys with uh, some sports news. Um, you know we, we've been doing all cannabis, which no problems. You know okay. it's cool. It's uh, 
different. It's a shock from to me to pretty much do the, <laughs> what we're you, doing. You were on FM doing something else oh, other yeah. than cannabis radio. But uh, <laughs> this, is, this is Toke Radio, baby. <laughs> if, you but, ain't, uh, if you ain't token, well, what I'll the tell fuck you, you doing? What the fuck are you I'll doing? T- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge tennis fan. I was uh, I worked for the Tennis Channel for four years. Did every Grand Slam in that time frame. And the Grand Slams are the Australian Open, the French Open, Wimbledon, and the U.S. Open. So I traveled. Um, you know, does got anybody to, got ever to, win all of those? Got to, yeah. yeah well, actually, man. it's called to get a grand slam. Uh, yeah, and it does happen. It it hasn't happened in a few years. Was it um, Rafi the last one? To, it's or I'm not sure to get it all in one year. I know I I definitely know when they get it in their career. It's called a career grand slam. Novak Djokovic just got that with his French Open win. He, and that was um, it. So and the French is my favorite out of them. I, I mean, Wimbledon is cool. It's I, I love them all. It's very um, French is on clay. Yes, La Terre Batou. La Terre Batou. And Roland Garros. But the the Wimbledon is very, like, not stuck up and not, I don't want to say sophisticated. But, yeah, like, I can only wear white. Um, every day I'm working at those tournaments. But Wimbledon's going on now, which is the reason why I bring it up. Not on. And Federer lost in the quarters. Oh, well, actually, no. He lost, yeah, he lost in the quarters to, to Milos, Milos Raonic, who is a Canadian. And he's been an up and comer. Who I'm, so I'm pretty excited about about this dude, Milo. He's he's a he's an interesting dude. Being Canadian, you don't really hear their name thrown around a lot in in tennis. And so he's actually going into the looks like the championship match, which will be tomorrow, Sunday. They're always on Sunday against Andy Murray. And so this is an exciting matchup for me, not only because Milos is you know up and comer and really good. He just topped Federer, you know. Um, in five sets, but Andy Murray is one of the the dudes who I've always pulled for and has never done anything, mm-hmm. and and I don't mean that in a bad way, but he's I mean like he's he has he's gotten number three I believe in the world ranking, but he would traditionally get to this this stage and crack and he would you know maybe tear up you know show too much emotions, throw a racket. And kind of just pull himself out of the match, and, and and because of that, was never able to really win, win a championship. And so he's 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 a Brit, so this is huge for him being in the championship match. Um, you know, England wants their. their Isn't hometown, it great you know. watching athletes mature and go through their whole you know experience right there in front of it, you, especially if it's a sport that you really. Everyone enjoy. makes fun of tennis, but I tell you what, it takes. But with that and boxing takes the most mental absolutely mental this toughness and so so that's an exciting matchup and on the men's side and on the women's side Serena won Serena took Serena's it all Serena's back she yeah. has been playing some really good tennis lately oh she took she it she really all. has been uh putting it and see that was a big ass she got it <laughs> yeah and, uh, and I, everybody that i know she got a big nose too but she got a big ass and she is like she hits like a man and she can hit from the backcourt really she's really built well. like a man yeah she's and built manly. don't 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 say that on youtube bro because that's a whole 45 minute <laughs> discussion right there no no i i like her i always have um she is i have to film every one of her matches when i worked for them um being as that they only wanted us to film Serena, Venus, Roger Federer, Nadal, um, maybe one or two Americans, Maria Sharapova. There was only like basically whatever the American public or they deemed the American public wanted to see was what I had to watch or film. So I was always covering Serena's. And uh, so, you know, big props to her. She uh, beat Angelique Kerber in the final 7-5-6-3 in straight sets. 
And coincidentally, they are in the finals right now for doubles. So Venus and Venus Serena, and Serena yeah. and they took the first set 6-3. Now, see, the power teams of Venus and Serena uh, and the doubles, because Venus is kind of getting up there in years, and you can see it, but she still, yeah. ha- she still has a great baseline. She's been struggling. Yeah, and she still covers the corners really well. You know, uh, skinny ass legs. You know, <laughs> and what it, it kind of wears out on her. I mean, she the longer the matches go. Oh yeah. But, but when she's playing with her sister, you can see why they they uh, work together so well. Really, really well in the front court. Yeah. So that's that's exciting. I wish I was watching it. Yeah, man. But um, and kind of just to round up um our sports talk, um, my boy, my uh, my boy Ricky Williams. Is uh, back in the news because he's opening up a gym, the nice. first the first gym in America that will allow their members to legally smoke in there. They're going to sell edibles and lotions. Uh, it's pretty pretty cool because I've been hearing this idea for a while. I've been hearing about this I for a year. That gym. Yeah, it, it'll I, I be would. in California. Uh, let me God see exactly where. Hey, we need a sponsor for that gym. <laughs> gym, we need a, we need a sponsor for that. We need to go There's do like our a gym show right the gym. right behind the alley here. There's a like a, one of those gyms where the do guys they, uh, like do they legally drop the weights really hard? <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear hemorrhoids San popping Francisco. and shit, man. Oh, it's in San Francisco, San Fran. But yeah, uh, teaming up with uh, snowboard exec Jim McAlpine. Nice. Who I believe owns Burton. Don't quote me on that, but he's a, Jim McAlpine. And if a big he's dude a in there. snowboarder, I, I think they call those people. I think the technical term is degenerate. <laughs> you know, I well, wanted to like say surf bums. I wanted to say you know, something here in about your, your skateboard. I'm sorry, I'm a, a skier. Well, I'm from a beach, so I wanted to no, say I'm something a skier, about your skier. So anybody who's on a on a snowboard, <laughs> right. anybody on a snowboard right. is just like a degenerate. <laughs> Get uh, out of here! About the skateboard mark, you know, there for a while, and when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and who I wanted to become, and I was really kind of down on the youth, really, mm-hmm. uh, in general. Because I didn't see any uh, differentiation between Britney Spears and some of the kids that were in class. And I accidentally went down to the skate park. And there they are. There they are. From all of the ones that are running from breaking windows to do the black oh, yeah. hoods to oh, yeah. to all of the. Oh, and, yeah. and it, you mean and the kids you, with personality? Yes. You know, and, and, I, and I smiled <laughs> and I looked and I said, okay, if they are there, then there are others. And I started and it really started engaging me into watching the X Games and watching their heroes and watching the people uh, uh, that when we were talking about watching athletes mature. and But I want to talk about watching the sport of skateboarding mature to being where it's at. Don't talk too much, Ronnie. We only got like a minute and a half. Okay, so, so, but I mean, I thought that 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 was a really, shut up, shit. I got nine hours in the middle of the week every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock right here on TokeRadio.com. TokeRadio. I am very happy to be here with Citizen J. I am very happy to be here with Mike Wise. I'm just living the dream, baby, living the dream. Tell it. Preach it. Go ahead, right now. Stream it from the mountain top. Okay. Dad. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. Touching on that, bringing up skateboarding, Rodney Mullen, the man, the myth, the legend. Arguably, yep. he invented the kickflip. Um, he was He's one of the best skateboarders. He's coming up with a new video part, uh, releasing on the 11th. So two days from now, he hasn't made one in 12 years. Wow. And, yeah, so he's and he's up there. I mean, he's definitely in his 40s for sure. I watched, I watched uh, the... <laughs> for skateboarding, you know, I athletes. watched the Red Bull... Isn't Tony Hawk video. in his 40s, too? Oh, yeah. Tony, but he's, even, yeah. yeah, Tony, he's, he's, he's they were on the same team. Rodney Mullen and uh, Tony Hawk were on Pal Peralta together so in like the eighties. Oh, I know. Well, being an athlete, dude, come on, come I'm, tw- on, I'm 29 and I'm barely still hanging in there, athlete, <laughs> athlete wise. So, like, I mean, okay, I, so I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the age. You, yeah, 
Tell me about it. Oh no, it's it's <laughs> shut <laughs> up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what we'll get into is um, I didn't even plug this last time, but we had a really cool event in the springs. Uh, I do a cannabis patients event. I try to do it once every two weeks, once every month, whatever uh-huh. I can, in a cannabis uh, consumption-friendly venue. People get to come out, talk to each other about what ails them and what works, um, what strains, what concentrates, what edibles, what kind of stuff works to treat their specific illnesses, With not only with each other, but with a few like kind of more, uh, I wouldn't say professional, but kind of more known speakers as well. So we did that. That one went off without a hitch. Gave away a huge bong. It was a right on. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, going along those lines, <clears throat> also do a, a veterans event every Monday. It's a free event for veterans, their spouses, and right here I'm opening it up. This is the first time I'm saying it, but first responders and dependents as well Fantastic. are all going to be allowed at Studio A64 in Colorado Springs. It's at the corner of Colorado and Wasatch, um, and there will be free food. We play like bong pong. We try to make it fun. Um, and you can still come if you're not a vet dependent first responder. Um, and you just got to pay the normal five dollars. How fee. did you guys come up with that idea? And you still because get I free think food. That's, I think that's really really important. Uh, we we I was talking to Julie Richardson. She does refugee stuff, and but taking care of the caretakers is really really important. The first responders, the mm-hmm. nurses, and oh yeah, and those people that are really trying to. You know, I have a friend Tammy Vaughn. She just got a job being a nurse taking care of people and her husband just passed from cancer not too long ago and so these things are fresh but she's very much involved Mm -hmm. in the whole community and understanding that you know sometimes those people that are giving so much of themselves they need a little text from you you know i don't i don't go out of the house usually unless i have an obligation to or someone invites me right so the whole idea behind both of these events is that they're free, so people can come out and just hang out, socialize, smoke, medicate in a comfortable setting. Get into your communities, people. Yes, man, people ask exactly me all the right. time, like, how do you get involved? Well, you could show up. <laughs> no, I get the same question. Hey, Jay, do you have a ra- <laughs> I give them the same response? <laughs> do you have a radio station that if some of these guys that actually own dispensaries or grow houses that have an idea, do you have an idea for them to? Maybe, you know, sit down here and do this with one of your talk show hosts. You know, anyone anyone just has to reach out. And actually, Rodney, uh, your show is one of those shows that I frequently tell people would be a good place to come and talk about, whether it's their business or a product or something like that that they, they got going on. Um, so we should be getting a lot more of that uh, in, in the upcoming weeks, right? You'll see more of that. For right sure. on, man. Um yeah, if you want to do that on my show, you got to, like, really know me. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, when I when I started to, to oh, get involved cool in, in, in the cannabis community, uh-huh. you know, like, I just started going places. I started going places with my That's video camera, do. right? So I, I started going to the Hood Lab. I started going to iBake. I started going to all the events. There used to be a monthly uh, event at Illusion Glass Galleries, oh, yeah. right? Like, oh, I, yeah. I just went to all of these things, and I noticed that there were certain people at all these things that would show up over and over again, and I would just go and introduce myself and and make friends, right? It's just like elementary school. You go and you make friends, and uh, that's really all there is to it. And then your level of involvement is really up to you. you. Mm -hmm. That's right. I did the exact same thing. I had to, you know, go shake hands, meet people. But let me tell you something. If you are purchasing cannabis, you are involved. If you are smoking cannabis that you found in uh, an envelope on the side of the street, you're involved. 
right? That's what I was telling Rodney. If, if you have cannabis on the mind, you're involved, right? So the level of your involvement is really up to you, right? You can turn it up. You can turn it down. But here at Toke Radio, what do we say? We say tune in. Tune in. Turn, turn up. Turn up. Toke out. Toke out on Toke Radio. That's right. So just uh, before we get out of here, I was just going to let everyone know that I'm going to pre-record the show for next week. The goal is to do that. If not, we might just have Citizen J sit in again. Or but, maybe um, we'll just play music. Or play music. I will be out of town filming the last part of Colton's story. Oh, yeah. Um, for Illegally Alive, nice. which is another film we're working on. I saw that post on Facebook. Right Tell now, Colton dude. we said hi. He's a good friend of well, of ours. I will. I will. And uh, so I need to cover up the family. last bit of his, wrap up his footage, and then I'm going to go get out. him up in here. Bring him up in here. I will. I bring will. Bring him and Wendy and, and Tom up in here. I'll bring them in. And the other person I, w- I was mentioning was Boo Williams. So Boo cool. Williams, I'm going to try to um, have a interview on this next show next week. If I can, pre-record it. If not, we'll uh, have him come on the show the following week. But he... Um, He's got a really crazy story. He actually, no joke, laid himself down on the railroad tracks. Uh, so his he was a, a NFL player with the New Orleans Saints. Once he was out of the league, he got depressed and kind of fell into a state of not being in the spotlight and kind of not knowing what to deal with his life. Uh, you know, a lot of veterans go through the same kind of thing. So he literally laid himself down on the train tracks and was going to end it all, but uh, decided to get up and credits this this um change in his mentality this ability to walk and now he is very charismatic and really talks to anybody on the street that will hear him and you know he has video he shows me videos all the time and uh, he credits this to cannabis use so he um co-founded the gridiron cannabis coalition oh wow that's really yeah. cool so we're gonna have him either next week on the pre-recorded show or the following week, right on, man. Thank yeah, you. So very we much. got a we got cool. a lot we got a lot going on here on the Mike Wise Show here on Toke Radio. Fantastic, man. But uh, yeah, we, I guess we are pretty much out. We out for the day. I'm gonna leave yeah. you guys with. I forgot uh, to reset the eye. One more yeah, song. Uh, yeah. So play a song. Good. good and good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, well, uh, uh, can I just plug my, what I got going on? Um. Yep. And I'll quickly plug mine. After. Okay. Uh, Alter State Radio next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And Wednesday we have. Uh, a young man coming in again who's a regular, and it, it, his name is Joe Z. Went way down in the underground rap scene in Denver. And uh, last week we talked about artificial intelligence, augmented reality, and virtual reality, and the uses therefore on the blockchain. This week we're going to kind of explore that a little bit more, but talk about music independence, and we're going to. Uh, really try to get more into the intellectual property side on that and listen to some of his good grooves that he has going down. Uh, his friends, uh, Small Hands and uh, Chris King are really big, and so that's been – we had them on the show, so we're going to uh, promote that and promote the businesses. It should be a really, really good time. All righty. Well, make sure you tune into that. Before I do get out of here, I want to remind everyone you're listening to The Mike Wise Show here on Toke Radio, brought to you by Pipes Peak, keeping Colorado sky high since 2009. Check them out. They have a store in Colorado Springs and one in Canyon City. Tell them you heard about them on my show and you'll get 10% off 
your entire order. So I am just about out of here. Before I do, though, that trailer, Illegally Alive, the film we're working on, the trailer's done. It's done. I finished it last night, me and Dale. We um, And we're premiering it here in Denver. We're going to wait until July 20th. We're not going to release it yet. So if you want to come out and see it, come out. It'll be at the Oriental Theater, July 20th, and uh, we'll be taking donations. We have no um, money that's influencing the direction of this film, so we're trying to get it all funded by um, people like you and me. So come on out. If you like it, donate. And uh, you can get your name in the credits, so it's pretty exciting. Anyways, I'm out, guys. Do you guys take Bitcoin? No, we don't take Bitcoin. <laughs> but uh, I'm out. I'm going to leave you guys with some Twisted Black. Right on. Peace. Peace. Black half man, half beast headed. This white tee with the penitentiary crease in it. You might catch me in some Air Force Ones. The beans and the plates say Air Force Ones. Liberty Street dude, known for my wordplay. Dr. Doolittle, I'm here with the birds say twisted. Blow your wig back like a hairdo. Bullet wound right up on my jaw, don't let it scare you. This was for the radio, so read between the lines. Type of guy to lay a beat between your eyes. Representing Texas, but I ain't got a grill. Catch me in the field, I got to pay off these bills. I ain't got a cuss and it still be street. Cause I'm pavement from here to my feet. It's flossing to be done, best believe I'm now. I'm a F double O L with it, I swear. I'ma tip my cup, I'ma blow my trees. I'ma ride 20 some sums under my caprice. I'm a fool with it, 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 fool with it.